0: This is Michael J.
1: Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.
2: Navigating Parkinson's disease can be challenging, but we're here to help. Welcome to the Michael J. Fox Foundation podcast. Tune in as we discuss what you should know today about Parkinson's research, living well with the disease and the foundation's mission to speed a cure. Free resources like this podcast are always available at michaeljfox.org.
3: Hi, welcome to the Michael J. Fox Foundation Parkinson's podcast. This is part two of the PD Avengers Takeover. I'm Larry Gifford, a proud member of the Michael J. Fox Foundation Patient Council, co-founder of pdavengers.com and host of another podcast you might have heard of called When Life Gives You Parkinson's. Tim Haig and Sonia Mather are also here from PD Avengers. Hello, my friends.
0: Hi, Larry. Um, as you mentioned, I'm Sonia Mather. I'm co-founder of the PD Avengers, as well as co-chair of the Michael J. Fox Patient Council.
4: And hello, Larry and Sonia. I'm Tim Haig, Sr. I am co-founder and secretary and treasurer of the PD Avengers. I'm the executive director of Uterm Parkinson's. And author of the book Perseverance. And the
0: winner of season one of Amazing, Amazing Race Canada. <laughs> Canada. Woo-hoo. I have to mention that one for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, what we are working on together is the PD Avengers. And the PD Avengers is really a nonprofit, patient-led organization working with the Michael J. Fox Foundation and over 50 Parkinson's organizations worldwide to build a global alliance to end Parkinson's disease.
4: We also have more than 3,700 individuals from 70 countries worldwide who've signed up to be PD Avengers.
3: And and we talk about the PD Avengers and people are like, I've heard this over and over. There's so many organizations. How do we know what they are? Which is why we're here today, because we want to introduce you to some of the other organizations.
0: I mean, you're absolutely right, Larry. We can never have enough people helping people with Parkinson's live a better Mm -hmm. life and search for a way to end this disease. I mean, if you think about it, Parkinson's was identified more than 200 years ago. And since then, we've done a lot. Humanity has put men on the moon. We've eradicated polio. We've changed HIV from a death sentence to a chronic illness. We've mapped the human genome and discovered thousands of galaxies among the stars. And yet the gold standard treatment for Parkinson's disease is a 50 year old medication.
3: It's it's older than we are. (laughs) Speak for
0: yourself, Larry.
4: That's right, Sonia. We're tired of waiting. We need to be a loud, uncomfortable, ever-present voice demanding change in how the disease is seen and treated.
5: The
3: PD Avengers was inspired by a great book called Ending Parkinson's Disease. If you, if you haven't read it yet, you should get it. It's awesome. It's authors, the, the rock stars of Parkinson's, doctors Ray Dorsey, Michael Oken, uh, Boz Bloom, and Todd Scheer. Uh, and what we do is different than every other organization. We we think global, act local. It's uh, We align ourselves with organizations that are ready, willing, and able to collaborate with other PD organizations around the world. And
0: collaboration is why we're here today. The Michael J. Fox Foundation has been very generous, in allowing Tim, Larry, Tim, and I to introduce you to some of our partner organizations across North America and in Europe.
4: You don't have to have Parkinson's to want to help end it. Family members, medical professionals, therapists, friends, we need everyone to join us at pdavengers.com.
3: pdavengers.com. Come on, sign up right now. Uh, uh, let's get to know some of these Parkinson's organizations who are partners of the PD Avengers. Uh, each organization represents one or more of our three pillars research, wellness, and advocacy.
0: We covered the research pillar on our last episode, episode one, and basically we believe that patients are integral in every aspect of research in the search for better treatments and ending this disease. Today we want
4: to talk about wellness. We believe every person with Parkinson's should have equitable access to information, medication, and therapies.
3: And in regards to advocacy, we believe we must build a loud, uncomfortable, ever-present voice demanding change in how the disease is seen and treated. We're going to get to advocacy later in today's podcast, but we're going to start with Tim and wellness. Thank you, Larry. And I want to welcome Jenna Deidle
4: to the program today. She's the director of programs and outreach for the Davis Finney Foundation.
6: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so honored.
4: Well, it is my pleasure. You know, I've long been a fan of Davis Finney Foundation. Love that you guys over there, Davis and Connie, Polly, all of you. You do such a great job. And uh, it's our pleasure to... Uh, to introduce you to maybe people who don't know you yet. And if anybody doesn't know the Davis Finney Foundation, they need to because you do great work. And we're so very grateful to the Michael J. Fox Foundation for giving us this platform to take over the podcast today to do that. Awesome. So tell us, if you will, the foundation, the Davis Finney Foundation was founded back in 2004.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: For those who don't know, who is Davis? And what was the intent of establishing the foundation?
6: Yeah. So anyone who doesn't know Davis um, hopefully should get to know Davis he's a really wonderful person. Um, So Davis Finney uh, was, he actually still holds the title today as the winningest American cyclist, the most awarded. So I think he has 328 cycling wins and is someone, um, one of the only team members at the foundation, who's not much of a cyclist. That's particularly impressive to me. Um, And he still, you know, rides his bike rides, his e-bike religiously, but Um, He was diagnosed uh, at the age of 40 after, you know, like so many people's stories, years and years of knowing something wasn't right, finally got that Parkinson's diagnosis. So he's been living with Parkinson's for over 20 years. Um, And really, you know, he had a a very, you know, had a really public presence, you know, as a cyclist, he started um, to work as a, um, you know, in commentary and, you know, really kind of was known as a personality, especially, you know, here in Colorado and in Boulder, and so, so many people urged him early after his diagnosis to start to start something, start an organization, a foundation of something, just to bring more attention to Parkinson's. And he was actually pretty reticent to do that. That wasn't really one of his goals at, the, at that time in his life. Um, But after kind of enough urging by the right people, he decided it was the right choice to to try to help, um, you know, himself and and others living with Parkinson's and started the foundation, which really when it first started was primarily, you know, focused on on fundraising. It it didn't look like it does today with a focus on education and inspiration and all of that. But as Davis was living with Parkinson's himself and Connie, you know, learning how to be uh, an amazing care partner, so much of their own experience they realized Other people needed access to. They knew they had access to information. Also, Davis, you know, this was 20 years ago. So this is people were still prescribing rest for people living with Parkinson's and certainly Davis, that was not going to ever be his MO. So he didn't take that prescription and knew he felt better because of it. And so really kind of came alongside all of the pioneers at the time who were, you know, demanding more and and wanting to understand more about what could you do to live well with Parkinson's, especially if you, you know, are such a young person, but at any age being diagnosed that you might live with it for a long time. And what does that look like? And so um, through their own experience, more inspired to say, actually, maybe we should step up and and be a little more vocal, a little more involved, grow this staff and create a foundation. And so, you know, now here we are 17 years later, and that's really what the foundation still is. Um, The mission has not changed in 17 years. We uh, help people with Parkinson's live well today. And that today really drives everything we do. It kind of demands urgency, which I think is so well aligned with PD Avengers vision. Um, There's urgency. There's a real urgency because it's about people living right now and we get one chance at that.
3: Davis
4: has been incredible to watch and and to represent what I often call the other side of the PD coin Mm. of of wellness, of Mm -hmm. exercise, of taking care of oneself and and setting such a fine example for all of us um, and i know that that was his life's mission you know cycling and all that he was involved in but to have him in a leadership position within parkinson's and set that kind of example is incredible mm-hmm. so I, th- I think about the future and i wonder how does the organization define su- success now what what what's it look like for davis fenney foundation to say they've been successful with the parkinson's community and how will you know when your mission's been accomplished?
6: We asked this to Davis. We said, Well, what does it look like? You started this. What does that mean to you? What does it look like? You know, what does it mean when we've succeeded at scale on our mission? And he said, Well, everyone is living well with Parkinson's. We said, Everyone? He said, Everyone. And so I think to us, that's really what it comes down to. And that doesn't just mean the people right now who are, are getting diagnosed and are being brought in. To, to me, that also translates to all the many, many people we know that are underdiagnosed. And then beyond that, the many, many people who even with a diagnosis um, are not going to kind of get connected to the care, the community, the engagement that is needed for them to live well. You know, kind of translating that bigger, lofty goal of success of how are we expanding the people who we're helping to live well. Really, in the last 18 months, we've invested a lot more resources into um, sort of equity access inclusion work. Um, We've started, uh, we put together a board an advisory board and body to help us with that work. Um, We've started a health disparities webinar series that actually Sonia has helped us out a bit with and uh, David Leventhal from Dance 3 PD has been a collaborator on and many other people in our community. Um, Just to kind of start that conversation, but really, you know, in the big picture, I think in the next couple of years, what this turns into is Partly with our established, like the programs we're quite well known for, our Every Victory Counts manual, our Victory Summit events, our online education, really taking a lens of access to some of that work. You know, in in a way, maybe even more so than we've done in the past, and thinking about, you know, especially in this, you know, last year and a half where we've you know, the virtual world has allowed us to reach more people and also made it really, really apparent who's not being reached and who doesn't have that access as we go more and more digital as a country and as a sector. What does that mean? And how do we, you know, address those issues of access, also issues of access in terms of health literacy and awareness and things like that. Um, And then it also means focusing on a new initiative that we just started piloting this year called our Healthy Parkinson's Communities Initiative, which again is really born out of our desire to expand who it is that we're serving and also do that in a way that's authentic to us to grow and evolve our work to be more inclusive and, and help more people.
4: Well, I'm really excited about that. You know that I'm a hands-on kind of guy being a nurse for 20 years and mm-hmm. your boss and I have talked about this type of work over the years many, many times. Many times. Well, I'm really excited to hear Davis Finney taking a lead in this and yeah. really addressing that other side of the, the PD coin. Yep. I mean, we're, I'm super excited about any steps we take towards research and finding cures. Mm-hmm. I'm way more excited about finding out how to live well with this disease right now and because
0: yeah.
4: I'm living with it. This you are, and so around. many
6: people are, and it's incredibly, it's much more difficult than it should be, so.
4: <laughs> well, what, what's the number one ways that people can participate or interact with the foundation? What, what, if you want people to get involved with you, what's the one thing you'd say, do this?
6: I mean, there's a lot of great ways. Um, if I had to choose one, I think, you know, just getting onto our email list and and just signing up for the things that are interesting to you. So we do a ton of live webinars. We do live virtual events. We also put out a ton of blogs. We have a great Facebook group and we have people living with Parkinson's care partners and other community members interacting with, with us at, in every situation in that place. So really, I think every, every avenue that we create, we try to make, you know, a really a two way street kind of feedback loop. So if you email us, you should get a response. If you call us, you'll get a real human being. If you comment on our Facebook page, someone will respond. Um, That's really at the heart of, of everything we do. And so really authentically, any questions that you have, any feedback you have, if we're missing the point on something, we always wanna hear about it. And so every avenue is really great. Um, and then we also have a huge cohort of, um, like I said, those sort of super volunteers. So our ambassadors and also the folks that are stepping up to lead and participate in um, what we're calling community action committees, which are little, our coalitions of individuals in in different um, you know, states, neighborhoods, cities, whatever that is. So if you're also inclined, you kind of want to do more. You want to become, you know, a PD Avenger uh, participant in, in the world. Um, you know, there's a ton of opportunities for volunteerism and we, we have some that are, are really great fits for some people. And so if you are that kind of person looking for a way to, to do more and to kind of join in that cause, please reach out to us. And we, we love to match people with the right opportunities. So even if you're just like, I know I want to do something and I don't know what it is, you can send us that exact message and we'll, we'll try to match you. And even if it's not with us, it could be with a totally other organization. But, it, it you know, that village is what's going to move us forward. So really happy to have that.
4: And, of course, if a every victory counts uh, or a victory summit comes to town, you definitely got to be there, especially if either Sonia or Larry or I are speaking at it.
6: Of course, yeah. And in the meantime, while we're not getting together so much, you can probably also find some great recordings of Tim speaking and maybe Sonia speaking as well.
4: Well, my last question for you is: since this is a PD Avenger takeover of the Michael J. Fox podcast, uh, we need to know why Davis Finney Foundation decided to join the PD Avengers.
6: Yeah, of course. Well, I think the faces that I'm looking at right now, Sonia, Tim, and Larry, it's hard to to say like. If you're going to do something, we know it's going to be something special. And so even if we're not sure what it is, we're going to say, yes, please. Thank you for inviting us. So that's a big part of it. And I that's really true across our sector. There's a lot of really incredible leaders. And so when you get to know the people who are doing this work and also living with with Parkinson's, it's important to listen um, and it's important to have a seat at that table. And so I think the other piece of this was really recognizing that this would be an opportunity for the Davis Spinney Foundation to to do a lot of listening and a lot of learning, you know, especially on a a global scale, you know, living in Colorado and then also operating primarily in the U.S. and a little bit in Canada. We know we don't have the, you know, that global perspective all the time. It can get quite, you know, we can get quite focused on on just our our current situations. And so it's incredibly helpful to have voices from across the world um, and in various different living situations and medical systems and things like that to get out of sort of the, the bubble or the rut and really make sure that we we understand what's going on. And so it's incredibly helpful to be able to, to sit in on that and, you know, participate as well, but also do quite a bit of listening. So, um, and I think we're so, you know, again, as I've already mentioned, so well aligned, you know, with really the Parkinson's voice being incredibly important and also, People living with Parkinson's cannot be the only ones to, to kind of fight this fight. There needs to be a lot of allyship to, to come into this. And so, you know, to the extent that the Davis Finney Foundation can, can join in to this group led by people with Parkinson's, but provide some of that allyship and that coalition building, we're happy to, to try to help with that alongside all of our peers who have, who have joined in. So really appreciative that's, that you guys great. have included us.
4: Well, Jenna, we certainly thank you for coming and joining us today on this PD Avenger Takeover, the Michael J. Fox Foundation's podcast. And I want to just encourage you to keep on doing what you're doing. Your voice is so very important, not only in North America, but around the world. And uh, yeah, we are excited to partner with you as PD Avengers and to help people live well today in all that we do. Well,
6: thank thank you you all so much. We really appreciate being included. And it was wonderful to talk to you today.
4: Thank Thank you. Thanks, Jenna. As we continue down the wellness path, I want to introduce you to the Brian Grant Foundation. Katrina Cole is the executive director. This foundation is all in on wellness and has been a leader in this field.
7: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for recognizing that. We've been working with uh, the wellness community for Parkinson's since our founding back in 2010.
4: What role do you see the Brian Grant Foundation playing in the lives of people with Parkinson's as it relates to wellness? And wellness for me is all those six phases of wellness. You don't have to touch on all of them, of course, but, you know, physical wellness, occupational wellness, intellectual, spiritual, social, emotional.
7: We aim to support people in believing that they can live well with Parkinson's. Our hope is that we're inspiring people to believe in wellness for Parkinson's. And we do that a lot through the journey of our founder. Uh, We do that a lot by sharing the stories of other people with Parkinson's like yourself, uh, who are living well with Parkinson's and what that looks like for you and and how you're doing that. And I think once we are um, hopeful that people are inspired to believe in living well with Parkinson's, then they can come to us and learn about what that looks like. And for us, a big component of that is exercise. Um, clearly, it's one of the best therapies for Parkinson's, so we do promote exercise fairly heavily. Um, but we also look at things like diet, nutrition. We also look at things like mental health, emotional health. We do try to look for the evidence-based therapies that you can do outside the four walls of the clinic.
4: Well, What are some of the ways that people with Parkinson's can participate or interact with the Brian Grant Foundation in pursuing wellness?
7: Well, I'd say head over to bryangrant.org. We have a lot of information on our website about living well with Parkinson's. We have a lot of resources, exercise videos, cooking videos, recipes. We do mindfulness courses. Uh, we have webcasts, all kinds of different online resources to help people uh, incorporate in, in wellness into their lives, whatever it is that they're trying to do. How would
4: you guys get started with the nutrition?
7: A lot of this came from Brian and his journey with Parkinson's and pre- prior to that, his journey through the MBA. So exercise, diet, those pieces of being an athlete are very, very important part of being an athlete. And so, you know, when he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, he wanted to know what he could do starting with exercise and then talking about diet. So a lot of it has come from Brian's own experience. It takes a lot to study diet and its effect right. on the brain. So. We really wanted to be able to say, what do we know and how do we distill that in a way for people that they can actually incorporate meaningful changes to their diet to live well with Parkinson's?
4: And I always say to people, you know, they'll ask me, what's a good diet? And I'm like, well, one way you don't, I can all know this extra, right? In any time <laughs> that we can lose weight, if we're overweight, anytime that we can be a little more fit, anytime we can throw away the cigarettes or a little bit of sugar science has shown us that those things are facts of life yeah. that are good for all of us, whether we have Parkinson's or not.
7: Small changes make a big difference in diet. And that's one thing we try to stress a lot is you don't have to throw out everything you've always loved to eat and instead incorporate a lot of food you've never heard of. Why, why did
4: the Brian Grant Foundation, why did you Brian decide to partner with the PD Avengers?
7: Uh, we decided to partner with the PD Avengers because you guys are awesome. <laughs> we heard Sonia, Tim, and Larry, and we were like, "Yes, yeah, sign us up. Um, oh, and then after we heard about the Dream Team starting this out, we you know, absolutely believe that change comes from the people who are affected by Parkinson's. That it really does take a movement led by the people who are affected with Parkinson's to change the course of this disease. And doctors, Oaken, Bloom, Sharer um, and Dorothy outlined a plan for us that couldn't be more clear. And so now our job is to pick up, pick up the ball and keep running with it. And I um, think the best way for that to happen is through a community of people that's led by people with Parkinson's. So we're excited to be a part of the PD Avengers. And um, yeah, we're just, we're really grateful to you guys for getting it started.
3: You know what I love about the Brian Grant Foundation is Brian Grant. If you haven't seen his video on our YouTube channel, you got to check it out. He's he's, he's great, eh? Uh, But he's all into the PD Avengers, and he's making these karate moves, and he's, he's excited for it.
4: Katrina also told me Brian Grant Foundation wants to hear from more people with Parkinson's. Your stories, struggles, successes, and ideas. Email them at info at
3: that's pretty cool that there's you wanting to hear from, from PWP about what's going on. I like that. Hey, Tim,
0: I think you've got one more organization uh, talking about wellness as well, don't you?
4: That's right, Sonia. A lot, of pe- a lot of folks listening have probably heard of the APDA. Well, in Europe, they have the EPDA.
8: Hi, everyone. So my name is Josefa Domingos. I'm a physiotherapist, but also a board member of the European Parkinson Disease Association.
4: But I'm really excited about the things that EPDA is doing in Europe. What role do you see the EPDA playing in the lives of people with Parkinson's as related to wellness?
8: Yeah, so when it comes to well-being, uh, the EPDA plays an important role by providing information, uh, resources, and also supporting and promoting uh, the member initiatives and events throughout Europe. So they have more than 30 members, and if each one organizes events and and information that gets across to everyone. So I think it's a, it, it's uniting Europe in that sense. Uh, additionally to that, the, we also run our own projects uh, which seek to inspire and support people, you know, to live a full life with Parkinson. So, for example, we have a section on our website that's called "About Parkinson and Living Well," that provides high quality information about all the aspects of living with the condition, you know, to help people with Parkinson, their families, and caregivers. So, we also have information that comes to, from the Parkinson Life magazine, as everyone knows, a program that we call the EPDA Exercise Cost, and also the Keep on Moving videos, which people can access through our website and also on YouTube. Uh, additionally to that, we also, as an umbrella organization, the EPDA continues to support Parkinson's sporting events organized by national or local associations throughout Europe, but now Uh, we are actually aiming to do a larger and more ambitious international event. Uh, So on a scale that I would say we've never seen before. So we are looking to organize an international Parkinson's sport event like the Olympics Parkinson. Right. So this, yeah, this is an exciting uh, event that we are actually doing our feasibility study now to understand what exactly people would like to see in such an event.
4: Right. So these are like full-on Olympic Games.
8: Exactly. (laughs) Four people with Parkinson, definitely. Um, awesome. I think it's time that we see so much exercise and so much uh, sports being adapted for Parkinson. That you know, just putting it together, it's I think more than the awareness of Parkinson as well. It will help inspire and promote physical exercise as a lifestyle intervention. No? Can I say? Okay. On? Okay. Yes, you can. <laughs> It'll be our first registration. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: that'll be. Now part. you just have to
8: choose your modality, which yeah, which exercise.
4: Sure. <laughs> they don't
8: want
4: to run. Running's depressing anymore. Maybe I'll cycle. <laughs> okay.
8: Yeah. No, but it will. It will incorporate all sorts of. Um, I would say touch upon different aspects of well-being. So even for example, um, arts and creativity, like right? Supporting emotional well-being, I think, is also important. Um, just ha- having activities that people can that can resonate with everyone.
4: Well, Joseph, Joseph, my last question for you: Why has the EPDA decided to partner with the PD Avengers?
8: Oh, that's an easy one. So the EPDA vision and the mission are, I would say, totally in line with the PD Avengers, a call to action for change uh, in how Parkinson is seen and treated. You know, so it was very um, easy to combine and to, to get into that message. Since the, the EPDA was founded in 1992, uh, we have always tried to engage and unite the Parkinson community to work together mm-hmm. uh, for that common goal of improving people's uh, lives and well-being. Um, and this was actually the reason why we initiated the World Parkinson Day in 1997, and also promoted the United for Parkinson Global Campaign in 2017 and 2018. Mm-hmm. So it's really that effort to get people together. So ultimately, uh, the PD Avengers' mission to unite, you know, the 50 million voices with, with the goal of ending Parkinson, definitely resonates with our spirit, and we believe that you know the Parkinson community should act as one of the uh, for the common good, right?
3: All right. So so Tim, what are your favorite uh, wellness tips for people cuz I know you're the big wellness guy. You've got the U-turn Parkinsons. You're constantly telling me to get out there and exercise. What do you what do you work, what what are your tips?
4: What are my tips? My tips are consistency, Larry. Number one, you got to you got to be active every day. The, or the the goal is to be active every day doing something and not super hard exercise. Everyday activity, 30, 20 to 30 minutes of getting out and just being active every day, whether that's walking your dog, going, going for a walk yourself, or just um, cycling, or if you run, or whatever, whatever you love doing. I know you're on your TheraCycle yeah. often. That's great. I don't know what Sonia does every day, though. What does Sonia do?
0: Uh, life.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's not the same. Yeah,
0: I, I do a variety of stuff. I do yoga. I do um Weight training and, and walking and that sort of thing. Dog
3: walking. Yoga. I get out there three times a day for a 20 minute walk dog. It's great.
4: That's fantastic. So that's, that's my number one tip is consistency. Try to keep yourself in a routine that you, that you are able to do regularly and that isn't so onerous that you dread getting up and doing it every day.
3: Yeah, and we need people to be well so they can be great advocates. That's right. This is our third pillar, advocacy. uh, And we're going to welcome John Lair, the president and CEO of Parkinson's Foundation. John, welcome to the PD Avengers takeover of the Michael J. Fox Parkinson's podcast.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
3: Uh, Tell us the mission of the Parkinson's Foundation and what makes the organization unique.
1: Yeah, so the Parkinson's Foundation, we are... uh... We were first established in uh, actually in 1957, and in 2016, we brought together two legacy organizations to form the Parkinson's organization, so we've been around for a long time. And our mission really is to make sure that uh, people who have Parkinson's uh, live well today, that they have access to the very best healthcare that's available, um, and that they have the highest quality of life. Uh, while at the same time we are investing uh, significant monies into uh, research to understand the underlying causes of Parkinson's disease, the basic biology of Parkinson's disease, um, and also investing in clinical research to, uh, to discern trends uh, among patients and uh, um, to advance therapies and treatments for, uh, for people with, with PD.
3: Well, I remember in Kyoto, uh, the Parkinson Foundation uh, unveiled a great, great study about women in Parkinson's and it really sure. a leader in, in, in sort of exploring that area that's become very hot the, these days. How do you pick those projects?
1: Yeah, so that's a really great question. So uh, the way we pick them is, you know, we rely on uh, people from the Parkinson's community to tell us what the most important issues are to them. Uh, we have a, what we call our people with Parkinson's advisory council. It's a, a made up of 15 individuals, um, most who are living with Parkinson's, but some people who are caregivers of people with Parkinson's. Um, and so, you know, obviously at the foundation through our board and our leadership team, we have broad initiatives. We have three uh, mission pillars, uh, care, research and education and empowerment um, within those three pillars. Um, there's a number of things we, we look to do, um, uh, but we are always going to our, uh, our, the Parkinson's community, to our, our advocates um, and saying, hey, look, we think we should do this. We think we should do that. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's the right emphasis? So, for example, we are um, conducting a, uh, a research study on mental health right now just to look at referrals for mental health among people with Parkinson's. That was an idea that we thought was good. Um, and we went to our PPAC council and they said, yep, that's absolutely what you should be doing. You should be spending much more time on, on mental health issues. So uh, we, uh, we heard that and we committed the resources and we outlined a plan. And so we're right now in the execution of that plan.
3: What are some of the ways that people with Parkinson's or the caregivers can participate or interact with the organization?
1: Yeah, so we uh, launched a care uh, partner summit a couple of years ago. Uh, We did it live in person, obviously, with COVID, we've gone offline, uh, virtual, Um, you know, we have a lot of resources available to people with uh, who are care partners of people with Parkinson's. Uh, But we use that care partner summit to really hone our skills and learn best practices, what's working, what's not working. Um, And again, it's, it's listening to the community, listening to the people who are Uh, you know, in the care partner role every day to make sure that, you know, when we um, put together materials and resources and disseminate uh, those materials and resources, including through our helpline, which is 1-800-4-PD-INFO, that we're giving the very best information uh, to people who are in the care partner role. There's,
3: you know, so much, uh, you know, with wellness and advocacy and research that's going on. uh, How do you know if you're being successful in what you're doing
1: yeah so we we um you know as part of our our guiding principles you know we're a national in fact international organization we have 47 centers of excellence um most of those are in the united states we have a number in canada and then a number of them around the world um so we have a parkinson's outcomes project that uh, takes patient data from uh people in our centers of excellence uh, that's been a 10-year study uh, where we can look at and see, you know, our interventions leading to better outcomes for people with Parkinson's, our referrals to the necessary services being made for people with Parkinson's. So measurability is one of our guiding principles, and uh, we look very carefully at all the outcomes. Uh, related to uh, all the, all the programs that we put on and, um, you know, where we're not seeing outcomes, we, we ask the tough questions and uh, you know, we, we think about new directions. Um, We are all about the greatest impact for the greatest number of people living with Parkinson's. That's really the motto of the Parkinson's foundation. And uh, a corollary to that is, you know, there are 10 million individuals uh, by current estimates of people living with Parkinson's. All right. So, so here comes the tough question. How did you get Parkinson.org? Of all, all the, everybody wants that one. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's the advantage of being one of the first organizations in the Parkinson space. You know, we uh, we were actually able to get uh, one of the legacy organizations was Parkinson.org. Interestingly, another the other Parkinson's organization in New York was PDF. Uh, which we thought uh, Adobe would be interested in buying from us, but they haven't stepped up to the plate yet. <laughs> uh,
3: so obviously this is the, the PD Avengers takeover of the Michael sure. Fox uh, Foundation Parkinson's podcast. Why, why did the Parkinson's Foundation uh, decide to partner with the PD Avengers?
1: Yeah, well, you know, first of all, you guys are doing great work and we want to always support people in the Parkinson's community, uh, support people who are doing great work. Our, our uh, again, going back to our four guiding principles, one of our guiding principles is collaboration. Uh, you know, Parkinson's Foundation is now about a $50 million a year, uh, $50 million a year operation. Um, and then when you think about the size of the patient population or the population of people living with PD, you know, us, Fox, and a number of the other large organizations. You know, it's it's not enough. I mean, we did an economic burden study in collaboration with the Michael J. Fox Foundation that found that in the United States alone, uh, the cost, both direct and indirect for people living with Parkinson's disease is fifty six billion dollars or fifty two billion dollars. Right. So then you think about the charitable donations and you realize that, you know, as great as all of we, all of us are in trying to work this problem. We need we need many people at the table uh, working it, uh, collaborating. Um, it's a it's a big issue. And so we welcome anybody who's interested in getting into the space to help, uh, you know, help with our, our uh, people living with Parkinson's.
3: So uh, when when are we going to be able to sign John Lair up as a PD Avenger?
1: <laughs> we'll take care of that right after this call. Oh, oh great, great. <laughs> well, thank you very much,
0: John, first of all, um, for doing the work you do. Um, thank you. I'm just wondering, what gives you hope? What gives you hope about what's going on in the PD field right now?
1: Yeah, so that's. I uh, thank you for that question. I, I really I appreciate that. What gives me hope is... Um, just, you know, I, you know, look, this this is a tough disease. This is what I always say to people, right? Parkinson's is so much more than a movement disorder. It's really a whole body disease. And the complexity of a disease that affects the brain is, is really is considerable. Um, but what I'm excited about is the fact that there are so many brilliant scientists and clinicians working on this alongside of us. And, you know, if you look at the number of publications 40 or 50 years ago in Parkinson's, they were relatively low. And just the explosion of research that's taking place now, you know, I think there are many different avenues of discovery that we can go down. Um, You know, in our own foundation, we are uh, focusing on genetics. Uh, Our PD generation initiative is really saying, all right, look, let's we understand that there's a certain percentage, uh, relatively small of individuals who have a genetic uh, cause of Parkinson's. So let's identify those people because there may be therapies that can be targeted toward those genetic mutations that might be extrapolated to the larger population. So, you know, we're, we're involved in, in trying to recruit 15,000 individuals with Parkinson's to the, to the PD generation study. That should yield enough people with the two main mutations, GBA and LRRK2, to enroll in potential clinical trials that may be upcoming. So that's one avenue. But, you know, there's an avenue for alpha-synuclein. There's an avenue for immunization. There's an avenue for circuitry. There's so many different lines of inquiry that, uh, you know, really brilliant scientists around the world are pursuing. and. One of the things that I'm most encouraged by just in the last couple of years is, you know, the Parkinson's Foundation has always, always been an investor in the basic biology of the disease. And I think with ASAP coming on board and, and, and putting even more money, really just putting a huge amount of money into the space to understand the basic biology. I think all of us working together in collaboration with the NIH and other great, you know, national, you know, national uh, organizations, um, I think we're making progress. I, I never want to overpromise and underdeliver. It's a complicated disease. and you know uh, we just always have to keep that in mind, but, the, but you know, one foot in front of the other, one research study, uh, you know, after the other, and, and we'll, get, we'll get there eventually.
3: Well, thank you so much for your time, John, and uh, for all of you that your organization does, and uh, we look forward to uh, putting your picture on the gallery wall uh, <laughs> in
1: just a couple of minutes.
3: <laughs> all right, well,
1: well. thank you so much. And thank you for all the great work that you're doing.
3: All right, so now I, I do have a couple more um, advocacy related organizations that I wanna introduce folks to. Um, the PD Avengers believe in the Think Global Act local approach to advocacy. And one of our member organizations that really embodies that is Parkinson Canada. The organization advocates on issues that matter to the Parkinson's community in Canada, Dr. Karen Lee is the CEO, and she tells us why it's important for the Parkinson's community to be heard.
2: It's so important to raise the voice of people living with Parkinson's in many ways, right? Um, One, from listening and hearing what people need. Uh, We gotta do that in different ways. Um, We can do that through programming, services, advocacy. Um, At the same time, collectively together, we are stronger.
3: Uh, Dr. Lee believes that Parkinson's organizations can work together to amplify their impact.
2: There are many ways to, uh, uh, shall I say, participate, interact with people uh, living with Parkinson's and Parkinson's Canada right? Um, We have peer support groups. We have wellness programs that we're starting to launch virtually or we have during COVID. Um, There is super walks, there's pedaling for Parkinson's. Um, There are many different ways I encourage people to go to our website, which is parkinsons.ca. And hopefully there is something there that really speaks to you. Um, At the same time, we're actively looking at different ways from listening to the community, how we can better support people living with Parkinson's. So over the next year, I'm excited about the potential launches of a mobile app that really helps in wellness, um, taking care of yourself, as well as um, some exciting pieces that I think people are really excited it's still under wraps but for me it's an exciting time uh, for people living with Parkinson's here in Canada specifically Uh, we have been taking the time to listen Um, the Parkinson Advisory Council is so important for us Um, it's important to me um, to get the voice of the person living with Parkinson's um, integrated into all we do Um, the ideas are coming from the community and we're here to see what we can make possible
3: and uh, as you guys probably know, uh, Parkinson's Canada has been a huge advocate of the uh, other podcast that I do called When Life Gives You Parkinson's. You can find it on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, but they, they've just been so, so supportive of what we're doing, too. Uh, it's, it's exciting. Uh, they're so fun to work with.
0: Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. They've been so supportive from the beginning. And, and that's what we really uh, cherish is those organization relationships that, that we seem to be building. That's right, Larry.
4: Parkinson's Canada has been a leader in Canada for many, many years, and they are a fantastic group to work with. Love Karen, John, many of the folks here that we have that we collaborate with re- regularly.
3: Uh, and you can check out Parkinson Canada online at parkinson.ca. They got one of those good uh, URLs too, parkinson.ca. Yeah. Uh, Parkinson's UK has been around since 1969, about the same age as levodopa. Uh, The the influence Parkinson's UK has had on the world of Parkinson's is quite dynamic. It was the first organization to establish Parkinson's specialist nurses. It helped to fund breakthrough genetic studies around LARC-2 and PINK-1, and it created the original PD assessment scale adopted by neurologists around the world. Paul Jackson-Clark is the director of engagement, and he told me that Parkinson's UK is focused on advocating for individuals with Parkinson's.
5: There are clearly any number of people in our community um, who are um, in, you know, more challenging situations. Maybe it's in residential care. Maybe they haven't got close family and friends, um, you know, looking out for them immediately. So there's there's an increasing role for organisations like Parkinson's UK, um, making sure that we're, um, you know, getting access to the right services to that individual at an individual level is critical. Um, that we're helping people navigate um health and social care in the UK to get the best and right services they're entitled to. Um, you know, it's complex stuff, isn't it? Um, often navigating um the system. And and you know, you throw Parkinson's into the mix, and then you maybe throw, I don't know, um older age or or less support from family and friends, and you know, it, it it's it's so it's a big role that we have to play in helping people there, um, but also you know we definitely see our role um, more internationally, sort of research global research um, push. Um, and I think, you know, if we look at Parkinson's um, against perhaps other conditions, we'd probably, I think we'd see lots of evidence where Parkinson's research is more joined up. And that's, you know, a, a, an important part of that is down to the role that lots of organisations around the world, Parkinson's UK, Fox Foundation, um, Canadian Parkinson's Association, um, Parkinson's Foundation. Um, you know, we've got, we got colleagues in Australia, New Zealand, yeah, you know, all over the world, Africa, um, uh, the list goes on. Of connected organizations um, sharing their research priorities and agenda. Um, and, and we play a really important role in that, both as leader and also as collaborator.
3: The Parkinson's UK is truly focusing on key issues facing people with Parkinson's by raising the voices of those people.
5: Our main overarching theme is about transforming Parkinson's together. Um, um, the together bit in that is, is critically important. The together bit, you know, is is really just um, 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 dis- hope trying to describe this sense of we are a total community. You know whether um, whether you're Parkinson's UK as an organisation, whether you're an individual somewhere in the UK, um, whether you're a group of people, you know, a, a different community or, or tribe um, representing a particular Parkinson's group together. You know we've got we've got numbers. We've got we're we're um, you know, we're we're trying to develop and harness our vo- our collective voice. Um, um, so that's the together bit. The transforming bit is both looking at again the individual and seeing how we can make sure that each individual is getting the best deal for them, is is able to live their life to the full as an individual. Um, but also the transformation bit is about tackling. Um, you know, it's about transforming society and people's perceptions, understanding of Parkinson's. It's 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 trying to dispel myths about Parkinson's and the condition.
3: You can learn more about Parkinson's UK and its programs at parkinsons.org.uk, and and the, there is also Parkinson's Australia, and there's also Parkinson's New Zealand, and there's also we've got Romania and
4: <laughs> Peru, Colombia, Africa. Mean, it,
3: It's uh, unbelievable. Germany, there's a great presence in Germany now. Spain, everybody's being a PD Avenger. We need (laughs) to be a PD Avenger too. uh, Go to pdavengers.com. Sign up today. It's uh, you know when you sign up, you can even send in your picture, get your picture in the gallery, and tell us about yourself, and uh, invite five other people to be PD Avengers too. Um, But when you sign up, really, you're just saying, yeah, I want to, I want to be part of that loud, uncomfortable voice. Uh, and you may not have a whole lot of time on your hands to to donate your time. It's okay. You have a superpower that we want to take advantage of, and maybe that's you know donating uh, something that you know how to do really well. Maybe you maybe are a designer, or maybe you're uh, you know how to make capes? We we could use a good PD Avenger cape.
4: <laughs> maybe an artist or a writer. that are all kinds of superpowers that we need.
0: Absolutely. I think it's only by working together that we're going to get this done. So please do sign up. We need you.
3: And we will never ask you to raise money for us. Uh, we, uh, we, we do not compete with the other organizations with fundraising. They do it better than we do it. And they know how to spend that money more efficiently than we do. Um, and so what we do is we raise voices, we raise urgency, uh, and uh, we raise awareness. Uh, and if you'd like to be a part of that, we would love to have you on our team. Uh, that is uh, the part two of the PD Avengers Takeover of the Michael J. Fox Foundation Parkinson's podcast. And uh, I think the world headquarters of the Parkinson's podcast for MJFF is, is not too dirty after we've been here. We cleaned up ourselves pretty well. And, um, you know, Tim scraped his initials into the wall, which is, uh, uh, you know, expected. I mean, exactly,
4: yeah. <laughs> Well, we do appreciate the MJFF and, you know, I wanted to leave them a little token of our appreciation, even though we were here, but a sincere thanks for them allowing us to come in and take over today as the PD Avengers and uh, introducing all these other organizations to the world. So thank you very much.
3: And we are united in ending Parkinson's. And on behalf of uh, all the people at the Michael J. Fox Foundation who are here until Parkinson's isn't, Uh, Thank you for listening on behalf of the PD Avengers. Thank you for listening and uh, spreading the word and uh, helping us in Parkinson's uh, forever. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.
2: Did you enjoy this podcast? Share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes. It helps listeners like you find and support our mission. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation at MichaelJFox.org. Thanks for listening.
1: This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at MichaelJFox.org.